you guys are good to go. Excellent. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest is Tomer Lark, CEO of Serono Medical. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So you are an Israeli-based entrepreneur, and you have a medical device that uh, you're bringing to market. Tell us a little bit about your device and about your company. Sure. So let's start a, a bit about the problem. Um, the intensive care unit, which is the, uh, the area that we are addressing, is one of the most dangerous and most expensive parts of the hospital. And it's expensive because of complications, and it's deadly because, because of the same complications. And what one of those key complications, one of the most dangerous, irreversible uh, damages to the patient is kidney damage. Many patients show up in the hospital with, let's say, a heart condition. They receive treatment in the ICU and end up with a fixed valve or you know, an unclogged artery, but end up with kidney damage. And this is lasting damage. It's irreversible. It's very expensive. It's life-threatening. And it's quite common. So what we do is we help the medical professionals detect the change, usually to the, to the uh, negative of kidney function. And in the time it allows them to intervene, to change the course of treatment and avoid these, uh, these dangerous, expensive, irreversible conditions. And, and is it a issue because uh, it's overlooked typically? Because as you, as you say, you know, people come to the ICU for one issue and obviously kidney function is critical for health, overall health. Um, and that gets neglected just because it is labor intensive, time intensive, and um, perhaps they're dealing with a, what, what's a visible acute issue um, and not know what's going on behind the, the scenes, so to speak. So the, the problem is, is it has a, a few sides to it. One of them is there is no kidney attack. There is a heart attack. It's very visible. It's very, it's impossible to miss someone having a heart attack. When the kidneys are being damaged, no one notices until it actually manifests as lasting damage, as severe kidney uh, uh, death, basically. And then it's usually too late to, to change the course of treatment. The other thing is that the best equipment, the most common equipment out there today to monitor kidney function is completely manual and requires the nurse to show up and manipulate these you know, containers filled with bodily fluids. They are overworked, they are overburdened, and it cannot be expected of them to keep monitoring these patients when the parameter that we are looking at is the last parameter in the world that is man managed manually in the ICU. Everything else is automated. This is the last thing actually requires a nurse to you know, manipulate some tubes. So tell us a little bit about your device, which uh, I'm, I'm guessing obviously provides some automated functionality of monitoring kidney function. Exactly. So we are, in essence, just looking at the byproduct of good kidney function, which is, in essence, urine. And we very accurately, very uh, uh, methodically, look at, at kidney function by way, of, by way of urine output in a very exact way. And the change in urine output basically allows the medical professionals to see 
the, the change usually again to the negative. The device um, actually here beside me, for those of you actually watching, um, is a device made of two main parts. One is a disposable unit that connects to a Foley catheter, the, a urinary catheter, which is very common in the ICU. And once it comes in contact with the patient, it has to be discarded. And this in turn connects to a control unit. And the control unit is lasting equipment. It's a capital equipment. And that basically remains on the bed. What we did, which is quite unique, is in our disposable units, which is again, completely automated, completely uh, um, robust in, 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 in made for ICU care, the disposable unit has no electronics whatsoever. It's operated by air pressure. And so it's extremely low cost to make. And this in turn allows us to sell it to a distributor who then sells it into a hospital and still make good money for a company, but sell it in, in an order of magnitude less than any other digital device that is available and useful in these conditions. Okay. Now, is your is your device, um, and I don't mean to minimize it, but simply collecting or doing the analysis as well? That's where the control unit comes in, I take it. Exactly. So once we have one point of data coming from the nurse, which is the patient's weight, we can calculate what is the dangerous threshold where they need to actually address the patient because something is actually going wrong. And we can filter out anything else that is not relevant and would not require their immediate attention. It's not a very difficult calculation. Anybody can do it with you know, less than high school math, but urine output is very much correlated to, to mass. And once you know the patient's dry weight, everything else is automated. And, and, and I suspect that there's a uh, notification process in place once you e either cross those thresholds or approaching those thresholds. Exactly, exactly. And that, and, so, and, and that is set by individual patient. And as you said, it's, it happens very quickly based on some very basic calculations. And I would imagine also uh, removes human error, which happens in probably ICUs where, as you said, you know, they're multitasking, they're working in a lot of different things at once. Um, you know, you can, you can transpose a number and have a wrong, uh, you know, you'll miss something, I guess, fairly easily. Exactly. And, and on top of that, today during COVID and during the many, many other things that are, uh, uh, the nursing staff uh, are tasked to do today, asking them to put on the suits, walk into the room, take a measurement and walk out once an hour is just impossible to do. So we are automating one of those things that they hate to do, they don't do it very well, and we give them 100 times more data for zero workload. Hmm. That's, that's, a, that's amazing. So you're really revolutionizing how they're using their time and to use the old expression, they're, they're spending, they're able to spend their time on, on higher value. Uh, nursing skills, I would imagine. Exactly. I mean, not that, not not that you know, measuring urinary output is is uh, you know, as you said, it's not a high level skill that people have to do, but it's time consuming and it's fraught with uh, the potential for human error uh, and and dealing with other issues. So very fascinating. 
And um, what, how many of these devices would you envision? Would, would, would there be uh, you know, a, a unit for every ICU bed uh, in a hospital? Would that be the ideal world for you? And then the disposables are based on patient volume? Exactly. So um, our uh, um, vision is not even stops at the ICU with the, the value that we bring and the cost that we are able to, to sell our device in, we are actually bringing value that would uh, open a market to both the ICU, but also to the operating rooms, step-down units, even normal hospital wards now can afford this, this device. So in essence, I would like to have uh, uh, our device next to any bed with a patient that has a catheter. Because this task is done everywhere in the hospital, not only in the ICU. It's just that the ICU is the most in need, especially today. Well, I would imagine it also apply in uh, long-term uh, care settings as well. Uh, well long-term rehabilitation, if, even home hospitalization at some point, yes. Mm, fascinating. So Tomer, uh, we spoke a little bit in just in a couple of minutes. I know that this is uh, your uh, first foray in the medical device field. Um, do you want to tell us some of the lessons learned along the way? Uh, how many years has it been in the making for you? This project started from a very different point. It didn't actually, we didn't start to set out to measure urine output. We set out to measure another parameter called interabdominal pressure. We don't have time to go into the details on this today, but we came up with a solution that measures both parameters in a very unique way. And the project in essence started with my partner about, I would say five years ago. He and I started talking about it uh, maybe a few months later. It took us about a year to get our initial funding and We've been an active company that actually is able to, you know, do R&D at the rate that we are doing today since uh, late 2017. We had uh, a very uh, fortunate timing on uh, fundraising uh, quite recently. We had funding coming in from a major um, strategic investor. And to your question, I think the best thing I've learned over this project and others before is that listening to your customers, listening to your advisors, listening to people who don't even want your device is really the key to making something that other people want and willing to spend money on and would bring value to the patients, to the doctors, to the nurses and all that. My, my profession, I think it's quite rare in uh, the medical area, my profession is an industrial designer. Hmm. And I, I am basically bringing uh, years and years of experience in product management into this project. And being able to walk into an ICU and just sit there and, and let the experienced people who knows what they want, just tell me, and being able to hear the, the small things that they say, what they care about really makes a difference in a product and in a company's you know, uh, journey. I, I think that's fabulous insight. And, and uh, I see it all the time in our work as management consultants where 
uh, product developers, entrepreneurs are so invested in their product and, and um, get fixated on what I'll call the bells and whistles and yet the end user, the customer couldn't care less about them. And so the old nature of over-engineering a product to meet the vision of the entrepreneur, but not necessarily solving the customer's need. And, and very often when you can, can hone in on that and really understand what your customer wants, very often the result is we can take cost out of our product because we don't have all these bells and whistles that our customer doesn't care about. <laughs> you know, so I think that's great insight to really listen to your customer, understand what it is that, that, that uh, they're looking for in the product and then build to suit, so to speak. And, and also listen to and, and see with your own eyes and, and be in the field and understand what are the actual requirements required of your device. I didn't mention our you know, minutia of our device features, but mobility and a very simplified installation is one of the key things that I've learned just by observing the, uh, the way that people are doing things. And the ICU is a hectic place requiring a lot of attention to detail. And if I can take one thing that they don't need to pay attention to. I think I've, I've uh, made a change in the world. That's fabulous. Well, we wish you continued success. I know uh, your, mark, your, your product is in um, clinical uh, trials and uh, best of luck uh, with that. And I and, uh, hope to have you back when you're launching. Uh, do, you, do you have a vision for what that timeframe might be? We are now past our first clinical trial, starting a second clinical trial. And during that, we'll also start mass production. We are hoping to have our devices in US ICUs by the end of this year. So if anyone in your, uh, of your listeners uh, manages an ICU in the US, please reach out to me. We are really hoping to have a bunch of beta sites in the coming months. And we are always uh, looking for investors as well. Excellent. Tomer, uh, you have set me up nicely for if people want to get directly in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, obviously, find us on our website, Sereno Medical, uh, double, two E's and double N in Sereno. And uh, find me online, Tomer Lark on LinkedIn. Excellent. Tomer Lark, CEO of Sereno Medical, has been our guest on Radio Entrepreneurs. It's been a pleasure having you on. I wish you continued success on your path towards commercialization and launch. And uh, it was great speaking with you. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.